And we're back. Hey. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blank Sutra. We are here live, uh, well, at least like in your headphones. Um, I'm your host, Carlos Reyes. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Cameron Dorsey. Hello, everybody. Do you notice a difference in the quality of how we sound? Because uh, Santa came early, folks. Santa did come early. And he uh, <laughs> he he included shock mounts with these new, really nice-ass mics. Man, yeah. this, is, this, is a, uh, this is a purchase that we will totally get all the miles out of. We're moving on up here, people. Moving on yeah. up. I sound really loud in my headphones. Yeah, they got budgets. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they gave us a, a, a bump on the budget, dude, because yeah. they were like, we love the Blank Sutra. Um, but yes, I'm doing fine, Carlos. You look uh, good. You thanks. look uh, well-rested. Wow. Thanks, man. You I, weren't hobbling up here. You're on your two feet. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I never hobble anywhere I go. I'm always... Uh, Upward facing. I, I walk with my shoulders back and my chin held high because I am a man, and um, you know, all the gods love me. Every one of them. Yeah. From from Shiva to Muhammad, he was a prophet. But from <laughs> Shiva to Allah, man, they they love me, um, and I love them right back. I wanted to quickly say before we get into the details of today's podcast that. Um, we recently took some pictures at the Far Forest. Yeah. Thank you um, to all the people there, Kellyanne. Kellyanne. For letting us come use the facilities. And Devin for taking uh, some very, very, very nice shots. Man. And the reception we received on simply that post was just really nice in and of itself I, I, I could really feel the love and it's perfect material actually yeah yeah I, I appreciate everybody out there who listens and stays tuned uh my friend phil who i used to play in dogs with remember mm-hmm. uh here's a shout out for phil because i know he listens to every one of these episodes you're the fucking man because he truly is a ride or die brother because he will text me literally after any episode we post and come with like notes and uh, encouragement. And he especially liked the the Bishop episode, yeah, oh, which yeah. is the last release. And um, I liked it too. I listened back to it. And man, we got more coming. We got more coming. Yeah. And we're only getting better. So yeah, we're just squeezing this episode in just to really like catch up on everybody. But like Cameron is saying, we we love everybody. Yeah, and get on the train before it starts screaming down the track, you broke motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Get in before we're too hard to access. Exactly. Before get we're in, in Hollywood. Get in before we're in the penthouse. Yeah. All right? Before we're on the Joe Rogan experience. From the concrete to the executive suite. That is our path, folks. And you better believe it. Anyway, um, so Carlos, my man, you went on a expedition recently. Oh, yeah, we could jump straight into that. I would really just like to hear a detailed account of everything that transpired on your lovely trip out west. Thank you. Yes, so um, that was uh, actually on the topics to talk about. I was telling Cameron, man, it's been forever since I've took in a vacation for myself, and it has been. It's been like... Honestly, like since 2019, summer, summer 2019, it's been well deserved. It is, yeah. It's it's at least well deserved to have like a little bit of a escapism that you can you know funnel back into reality mm-hmm. if if you're able to if you're lucky enough. <laughs> Some good times to call back on to when it, you get it back is, to the day to day. 
uh, I simply went over to check out the Grand Canyon National Park and Antelope Canyon and uh, Horseshoe Bend. Uh, but we went to Las Vegas to do that. So I went with my mom. Uh, it's her first time as well, mm-hmm. going out west. Uh, we've been to like California. We've been to Texas, Austin, Texas. Love it. Chef's kiss. It is great. Like yeah. when I went there, seems so cool. So now going further into the desert is what I was really like pumped up to do, mm-hmm. and actually like touch the sand because I've. I, I, like personally, I'll tell us everybody. I haven't seen or been in snow yet, so that's still like at all. On the, yeah, that's still wow. on the list. That's incredible. That's still something I don't know how to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting away from the flatlands of Florida uh, into Nevada, um, I'm not new to flying planes, so that was fine for me. Uh, we took Frontier, just the cheapest way, honestly. Dude, they're the best, though. It's good. I mean, the, the seats didn't recline, or they didn't have, like, you know, the cushion mm-hmm. for your head. It was all right. It's like, like 2% of the trip. It, is, it really is. The flight, is. So I, it's no biggie to me. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Unless you live, like, your whole life flying, and that's, like, your luxury, and your brother and brother, brother and whatever, yeah. that's, that's you. Yeah. But if you're just trying to get out there do it that's fine i'd say the prices were were good for september mid mid to late september i went good time to go not super hot uh but we went there got to check it out really lovely we went on like these buses to do the tours so the first day we just landed went straight to the airbnb got some really nice uh mexican food from a local restaurant uh Really, really, like, that shit put me on my ass. So I, <laughs> I had to get, you know, some sleep and then wake up at, like, 6 a.m. But, dude, jet lag really took, like, a surprise on me. Is it a real thing? It it was a weird thing because since I'm going uh, west and we're going... You're going, we're, you're going back in time. Back in time. I went to sleep expecting that, okay, it's probably already, like, 2 a.m., Mm. Probably had to get up in the next few hours. No, it was still 10 p.m. That's oh. how like tripped up my body was. So I had to force myself to sleep like two more times because I kept waking up yeah. in the middle of the night. It was just that kind of like roughness. Damn. Have bad. you ever had something like that before? Yeah, I went out to. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I went to go visit uh, Phil a few years ago our friend of the podcast who was so kind and nice and such a talented and hardworking man can't say enough good things about him, but him and his wife and their son, their one child at the time welcomed me into their home, uh, as a part of a camping trip out to Joshua tree Mm. in, um, California. And I did experience some weirdness because I got on the plane at like seven and we flew over and it was like a four-hour flight or something. And so it should have been 11, but it was... Was it sunny outside it, when you first left? The sun was going down when I left. Oh, okay. So, oh, 7 p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And we got in, and I was like, man, I am tired. But it was, f- whatever, three hours. Like four or three hours, yeah. Three earlier. hours behind 11 p.m. And so when I got there... Phil and his wife Kaylee were pretty wound for sound, but and I hung in. I was talking, but I definitely did feel a little like, oh boy, you know. And I woke up a few times through the night, but 
it's all worth it because it's just a different way. It's a different way of living. It's a different way of living. And the climate is definitely a change in perspective. What if we all just got on the right page of like a specific time? I mean, you know, what if we got on like one singular time, daylight savings be damned, like, okay, 7 a.m., here is when 7.30 a.m. is when the sun comes out here, but 4.30 a.m. is when the sun comes out in uh, Nevada. Yeah. You know, if we just kind of sucked it up and accepted our realities for the time that it was, what if we all just like, you know. There was a moment that that really fuck up because I had my phone on me and we're in the States, so I have data in whatever region I am. Mm -hmm. But to jump the story ahead a little bit, when we went to Horseshoe Bend, the next two following days, um, the bus driver was telling us that, hey, we're only going to be here in Horseshoe Bend for an hour, an hour and 30 minutes. Okay. It's really open for anybody to see, kind of. I don't remember us paying something, so it's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Lots, lots of good photos, crazy stuff. People that like to hang out at the edge of the, the cliffs, do your thing. I was just laying on my on my stomach just like, it's just feeling it from there. Nice. Uh, but when I went to the outermost point, my clock did go back a few because I think we're stepping into Utah time, I think, or Utah or mountain time in some way. Mm-hmm. So I thought we were going to be late because as soon as I walk down, and that's like 30 minutes, it's like, oh, shit. So we got to go back like in 15 minutes. But as soon as I make it back, and I was sticking around because my mom, she walks a bit slow. So I'm like, you know, pacing with her, taking the photos that she wants to take photos of. That's that's all right. Go ahead, mom. And then we make it to the bus and it's like, oh, we're we're actually like earlier on time. The bus, the the bus did not leave us. So that's good. But it's just like, it really fucks up with the time. Because by the time we got into the bus, it was already 3 p.m., but when I was over there, it was like four or something. It's very, very weird, man. Like, I, I don't know if it's the cell towers <laughs> or so it's that gotta makes be. the time like it's got to be 3 p.m. right here. Yeah. As soon as you walk that way, it's going to be seven or something. Yeah. Two feet this way is is 4 p.m. The Two feet this way is three or whatever, whatever the time difference is. That's crazy. Uh, what was your what was your favorite site to see? I mean, you saw the great Grand Canyon. That was um, great. It, it was South Rim. Was so it as grand as they say it is? It is exactly like they say. It's just a big hole in the ground, which is like, that's fine. Uh, you can't miss it. It's just right there. Of mm-hmm. course, there was a lot of buses and cars trying to get in it was almost like a line to disney world Whoa. for real like and it was a sunday or a saturday yeah it was a sunday there was a lot of cars just like trying to get in so it's like understandable yeah. i get it a lot of people want to go to the grand canyon on the lord's day a lot of people want to go on the lord's day a lot of people want to bring their kids um a lot of tourists are going to be there of course mm-hmm. and sometimes those tourists don't really care if you're in front of their photos trying to take a camera or directly behind you. What, what do you what do you mean? So like they'll be like trying to take like selfie stick photos, but then they're like walking backwards a little bit and, to, and they don't care if they bump into you. They're just like they just want to do their photo shoot there for a moment. So it's just it's just kind of weird. That is so weird. Dude. Because like I want to just perch over here and just check it out. But mm-hmm. they're doing their thing where it's like, oh, you're in my photo. It's like put your damn phone away. 
Like you, you can walk like a couple feet that way, you'll still get the same true. shock. It's that big. True. You yeah, know, for sure. I, so it, it's really awesome to see something like that. And mm-hmm. the walk isn't so crazy. We didn't do the major hikes that they have available. Um, I know I was talking to uh, our you know friend of the show Tucker. He was giving me some insights on just like what to do and like doing the canoeing. All that stuff is great. But for the time that we had, we just had to do this quick little uh, excursion. But it was still really fun to to see the great land that's there, understand a little bit about the history, um, a little bit about the, the con- not the construction, but pretty much the different limestone uh, and layers from like millions and millions of years of uh, water uh, and wind erosion over yeah. time. That's it, why, so it's was it crazy. Cre- was it eroded by water or mostly by water and then by wind? Uh, if you go to those other national parks, like I guess like Zion is the one that has the arches, or maybe that's a different one. That is also mostly wind that I remember. When we went to Antelope Canyon, that was definitely water and then some wind. Antelope is beautiful. Like once you go down there, it's it's great. Uh, we first went there as our first stop and we thought we were going to be like canceled because there was like some rain coming in to Arizona, but they were really nice to allow us in. We walk over to like the visitor center. Um, you get greeted by the gentle, gentle, very nice people of the, the Hopi nation. They do a, a quick, uh, you know, introduction, a dance to get you guys started. Mm-hmm. And when you go out there, it really doesn't look like anything because it's in the ground. So once you go and get ready to go into the ground, uh, you just take these really narrow stair steps, like almost like two stories, I want to say, going down. And then you start walking in and you start seeing, oh, the whole formation is literally in the ground. But because of the sunlight or the direction of the sun, you really see the the light rays sort of like glisten and bounce off of the rock, and you see the smoothness. You mm. see all the the quick formation that couldn't be water, that can be wind, uh, just over time. And yeah. it's funny; it's just there. They it happened. And there's another section called uh, Antelope Canyon X, which is just like a more easier traverse. But we went to the lower one, which is the one that's called, it's called Lower Antelope Canyon. But yeah, to answer your question, uh, that was really beautiful to see. And it's just nature yeah. that, that does it all. That's, uh, that's really sweet, dude. I like how uh, the elements can create beautiful art, you know, even, uh, even better than you can conceive of in your human brain sometimes, you know. <laughs> And that's what was really like important to actually get out of everything was just to see something that's bigger than yourself. It's startling. I've told this to my friend Daniel and like a couple of other friends that we have like deep conversations. It's really about trying to see something that's bigger than yourself to experience just like, I guess, how small you actually are in comparison to the world. Yeah. How the world can be and, and is. You it's, know? A, it's same as looking up in the starry sky at night, which, uh, were you, were you able to do that in your, in your time out there? I mean, I know not super late, but yeah. it, it did get pretty dark. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that we got to see in the dark would be like the, the Hoover dam. 
Yes. Which we got to cross. Uh, there's some really gargantuan. It is huge, man. Like, uh, uh, we had to like watch a video while we're on the ride. It just feels like it's forever. It's like we're already in Utah, but it's like, oh, we're still like two more hours. Two more hours. Gosh. Yeah. It's like we're already in the known city, but no, you still have to go like almost two more hours to actually get to the spot. Um, Lake Mead, and I think it's a Boulder City, uh, someone can correct me, uh, is a really nice town that's right next to the Hoover Dam. Uh, and I learned really good history about how that was started, mostly all the workers that were enlisted to work to set up the construction. They needed a spot to live next to the place. And in the early development of the West, there wasn't a lot of uh, towns that were established. So they build Boulder City, hmm. and it's right next to a lake. Uh, really sad. It was finding out that the lake is almost like dried up. It's yeah. like at two thirds. Yeah, I I was because I was going to ask: Is the Hoover Dam holding back any water? Mostly of the Colorado River. Okay, so it is. Man, yeah. Did they did they talk about how the NCR and the Legion are going to have a fight there in about two hundred? years and they're gonna fight in 200 for, years yeah they're gonna fight for control over the no. Dam. oh well i guess they missed that on their little uh you know t- two hour video oh like to own the hoover dam or something yeah it's a it's a fallout new vegas uh, call out okay. yeah carlos's face yeah. just dropped dude carlos was like <laughs> speaking of vegas. i saw that shit happen so quickly did you uh, go to Good Springs at all? No. Because you know that a courier who got shot in the head is going to wake up in the medical office there and then go on to um, liberate the people of uh, New Vegas is what it will be called. Is there like a monument there? There will be. <laughs> there will be. Uh, just letting you know. But <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> that day where you sent me the uh, the clip of you walking on the uh, on the sidewalk of some like major highway vagrant simulator and you, and you wrote vagrant simulator <laughs> I'll, I'll tell people yeah, here, what were you doing uh, we didn't we don't have a lot of days that we can just go and hang out the city so we we'd stayed in las vegas at this nice airbnb um just to call it home base for now and i'm kind of glad we actually did that not only was it cheaper to just go to Vegas and then do the excursion versus going straight to Page, Arizona, which is a really small city, like kind of like far away from a lot of things, like especially from Flagstaff, because uh, there there would be at least entertainment that I can, you know, go visit. And yeah, dude, Vegas is definitely like a, a crazy oasis of just like, I don't want to say sin because that's just too like on the nose, but it. I basically mean, is yeah dude that that it was created by um the mob yeah well it was funded by the mob but uh, a a jewish mafia um leader huzzah well not maybe not leader but a, a mogul in the jewish mafia realm they have a name bugsy yeah. bugsy siegel Went over there. His name is Bugsy C. Bug. Oh, well, I think Bugsy's <laughs> a nickname. I don't think his mama named him Bugsy when he came I out. I feel he bullied. But yeah, so I mean, I think Bugsy was a name he didn't <laughs> like to be called, and he actually like had people killed if they called him Bugsy. But yeah, he 
Hey, bugs. Had the idea of like making a city between um, the like the East Coast and the West Coast, and it was like a, a stopover for GIs. Yeah. It started out as that, but then he was like, what do GIs like? They like hookers. They like drugs, and they like gambling and losing all their money. So let's just make a whole city in the middle of what is a veritable wasteland. Let's just make a whole city, like right here. You know? Yeah. And it's crazy to see how that has matured over time. You know, And I'm I'm pulling this information from... Mafia documentaries and The Godfather Part Two, which is the best movie that's ever been made. And going back to with the Hoover Dam, that there was a, a part of the video explaining that when the workers needed some place to relax, they could just go to Las Vegas. And I think that was the only place that obviously had gambling that was allowed during that time. Mm-hmm. But I think also because Boulder City was a dry city. No alcohol. Wow. There is no gambling. There is one casino there, and it's actually on private property that is literally called the Hoover Dam Hotel, I think it is. Okay. It's the only casino there. Is but, that is that owned by indigenous people? or? Uh, probably not, actually, because someone can look it up. It's just, it's kind of foggy in my head, but it because it's in private property, mm-hmm. it is allowed. And I think it's like U.S., government property i i don't remember for fully but i know it's just private property tremendous i i could be butchering the info but that's the only info i got from the tour you can't escape the prospect of wagering your entire life's earnings on uh, one fateful night exactly of too many mai tais and you know margaritaville margaritaville bro. which actually wasn't the biggest place over there there's a lot of big places over there but like you're saying um, as soon as I get off of the airplane, like Jimmy you, Buffett's rolling in his grave right now, <laughs> you jerk. How dare you? Well, I mean, hey, he built a good brand. I'll say that he yeah. he, he did a great job. Uh, as soon as you walk out of the air, airport terminal, like you just see you see slot machines stacked up. I noticed that too. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, when when we when I landed in Nevada, like there were people just at those machines just like pop, 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 like pressing dream, dream, yeah dream. exactly and it's like there's something sad about that but if you're living your best life and that's what you choose to do if you're like a retiree okay do what you gotta do i mean you're surrounded by beautiful land and so many sights to see but are you familiar with like the names of the casinos uh, on i the know strip? like the bellagio mm-hmm. the uh don cesar maybe or no, there's that. That's here. I learned so much. So there's the Bellagio, there's the Mirage, Treasure Island, um, Caesars, Luxor, uh, not medieval time, but it's the castle one. Yeah. Then there's New York, New York. I have what seven right now on my fingers. Yeah. Um, what the, about the uh, the Trump 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 Hotel and Casino mm-hmm. is over there. There's like uh, Haraz, Paris, Wind. There's just so many. Yeah, dude. Like uh, the Ultralux, which is run by the White Glove Society. <laughs> and they, uh, you know, they have a hidden secret about how they kill and, kill and eat people. They're cannibals there. And uh, they wear like white masks. You probably missed that one. It probably felt like it, it was going to happen. Yeah. 
I've, I had to stop at the Horseshoe Casino mm-hmm. because that's where our buses kind of like paused and like picked us up. So it's like cool. But if I haven't, if I had to use the bathroom, which I did, I'd have to just go inside the casino. And yeah, I mean, geez, just like the smell of cigarettes and it's just like, not oh, really, you can smoke in, in it's the just casinos? not really attractive, man. Just like you can smoke inside the casino. Of course. Jeez, oh, dude, that's rough. When was the last time you've been to a casino, Cameron? I don't even ever think I've ever been to a casino ever. Really? Yeah. I said ever three times in that last sentence, but I have not never... even the hard rock our nation's glory over here in Florida. I played, I played at the hard rock. I played at the Hard Rock, but I never. You did not smell tobacco at one moment there. I feel like you're lying. Maybe I was on the stage and I was too far away from it, or I just tried to black it out of my block it out of my memory. But that's wild. So it's just like big Ruby's elixir, like just a huge Ruby's <laughs> elixir where it just smells like cigars and like wow, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, dude, it's I feel like it'd give me a headache after a while. No, I mean, for real. I'm trying to remember your your initial question, but it's like, yeah, Vegas is just very Did you gamble? Fluffed up. No. Okay. I can't gamble. I don't know how to. What? You don't know how to play any of those games? Maybe slots, but all the Blackjack. card game? No, dude. Texas Hold'em Pokemon? Don't ask me. Really? Man. That I would totally do that if I ever went to a casino. Like, do you ever, have you ever seen Oceans uh, 13 or 11? It has like Bernie 11. Mac in that one. I think it was the second one. Was yeah. it the second one? 12? Yeah, it was, it's one of the double-digit ones. And mm. Is there an Oceans one? I think it was only... It's a whole series, actually. Yeah. No, I don't know why I know this info. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a scene where he has, like, he's introducing, like, a new game for, like, the casino to take part of. And it's like, hey, this is like a casino convention. And they just have, like, new, like, games that don't exist yet. And it's kind of like that. When you go into these casino floors, you just see, like, the simple level, which is, like, your first floor. You have your Texas Hold'em, your video poker, your slot machines with grandmas and shop. And then you have a mall level, which is nothing but just, like, shops. What? Yeah. We went to Bellagio for our last day. Mm. And I'll get to the part about me walking. (laughs) But... Yeah, my mom wanted to see all that stuff. She took her pictures. She went on the little boat, and it's, it's cute. Um, it's, just, it's just not for me. It's just so much to just like take in. There's a lot going on in those places. I bet a lot of noise. There's a lot going on in the strip, man. It's worse than Ebor, but oh yeah. A like side note is Ebor that Ebor on steroids. It doesn't have the the weird noise complaints that you normally think Ebor has because Ebor now has like a noise ordinance. Uh, ordinance for like 11 p.m. and you really can't, you can't play loud music from your car oh okay there okay. was no loud music during throughout the strip there's just people that are you know busking you know doing whatever little shows along the street that's mm-hmm. it but the cars like it's not a street way that you can like cross through very easily they have a lot of it blocked off and you have to like walk like two and a half blocks to the next like light that you can cross the street but during this time, you couldn't really like cross over unless you can find a bridge and hop over to the other side of the street. So it was quiet in that sense. Just a lot of lights and video boards. Yeah. Which was pretty 
you know, cool to, to see. Um, but going into the, the walking part, so. Yeah, what happened? I decided to go to this really cool place called Omega Mart, which I think some of the viewers probably have heard of. It's this cool art installation. Um, it's an actual, like, place that you can go visit, and you can go inside, and it's very trippy. So it has, like, a, almost like an infinity room with, like, a projector. Mm. It has another room that has, like, just mirrors. It has another room that's uh, Alex Gray's, uh, you know, the, the Tool album that has, like, the, the face mm-hmm. all hovered around the room. Uh, and it has a lot of cool stuff for uh, kids and adults, that are really into uh, things that allow you to use your sensories a lot more. So okay. you can touch buttons and they play sounds. You can look at lights and lasers and they have like a, an instrument there. I think it was like a, it's kind of like a laser harp where your fingers, when it crosses over and like stops the light from passing, it will create a note. You used to have one of those at uh, Great Explorations. Yeah, it was just like that. And it was like mixed with like a Chuck E. Cheese because there's like a slide there. So, I mean, it's Vegas has this and like other parts in the U.S. I know Colorado has one. Mm-hmm. It's by a company called Meow Wolf. And they have like a bunch of like places like that that you can just go and visit. But the whole place was in this thing called Area 15 <laughs> that has like a zip lining thing that I got onto i was like hey i'm here i might as well do it yeah. and like some cool uh, arcades and restaurants uh, it was it was pretty nice it's definitely it's definitely something that you should uber to i didn't do that oh that's i was so <laughs> i was so cheap and i was like this is not far away because from the strip it's maybe uh 15 15 to 20 minute walk for me it looked like 15 to 20 minute walk how many did you how many miles was it I, I don't remember calculating it, but it's like, oh, you'll get here at like 1230. It's like, cool. My thing is at like 1240. I'll make it in time. I took the wrong way. Oh, I was walking from the interstate. Brother. I got off. I had to walk next to <laughs> what looks like piss stains and yeah, I saw, just I saw a shirt. Bottles like, and yeah, shirts yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, and, and Carlos sent me this footage of him walking on like yeah down a very busy street and it, all this like debris on the ground and he just wrote vagrant simulator <laughs> underneath it and that shit had me dying dude that was hilarious i like to just like get into the the, the neck of everything yeah for if sure because why not like, well, why not you know yeah it, it's very like it, it wasn't anything that took me from surprise it actually I was telling my mom that all this kind of reminds me of Peru, especially Lima, the capital city, where there is like a lot, some glitz and glam. It's a city. There's people that live and work, but there's also um, homeless people. And there is still kind of like an increasing problem. I just compared to how the U.S. is, it might be a little bit more different, probably more skewed on the side of housing costs more. There's more poor people around. Oh, yeah. You better believe it, bro. I didn't see that much, but I can tell if you're going to like a certain intersection, you're going to see like a tent set up. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't as crazy as Austin or California. 
Because yeah. I heard stories about those places. I mean, they have. I feel like in in Vegas they have more of an image to maintain. Like they do. They're, they're more willing to roll out with like water hoses and spray them down if they Ooh. are hanging on the street corner. And They'll do the tents too much. Yeah. <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> Get that ass up. <laughs> you don't know how to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, no, no. They, they they actually did the whole clap. Shoot away. They didn't do that to the the people. They actually did it to the pigeons because. There's a Chick-fil-A next mm. to like this theater and Starbucks, Damn. but it's a Chick-fil-A that's just like a drive through window, but you walk up to it and there's a lot of pigeons that hang around and these pigeons are fat because yeah. they're just eating fries and whatever's like yeah. leftover. So they're having, a cute pigeon, they're having to like walk up and like just <laughs> clap them and get the fuck out, out of yeah, here, you fat here. bird. Yeah, dude. I, and who, man, who'd have thought? Uh, God's chicken in the city of sin. I, I a didn't pigeon know. eating chicken. Well, yeah, a pigeon <laughs> eating chicken that. There, that's some sort of crime against uh, biology. But yeah, man. So overall, you enjoyed your time. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the spear? Never have. No. Um, it's this really big, and it's just open recently. But it's this really cool. Um, it's not really an amphitheater, and it's not really a stadium. It's a venue, preferably for uh, concerts and for like almost like an IMAX 3D. Hmm. Uh, like the one that they had in Mosey. Uh, it's gigantic. From the outside, it's just a gigantic spear that looks like LED panels, like a video oh, video yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Google it on your on your thing real quick if it's uh, loaded. Oh, no, no, no. I, I think I know what you're talking about. It. I thought you were saying the spear, like, like harpoon. No. The sphere, yeah. I saw like the footage of U2 playing there They recently, did, yeah. And that shit looked insane it did. have you saw the videos where it like goes to like an outside view yeah and like you're still inside yeah but it no. looks like you're out outdoors and yeah. it just goes all the way up here what a crazy what a crazy venue like imagine a, a truly psychedelic artist playing there yeah and like getting way down you know like because because some of that shit they were playing i don't i don't really think of you two as a psychedelic artist but some of the imagery they put up they, on they're this. really like a, a esoteric in some of their stuff especially like their later material it seems yeah they've always but they've always been in like the main pop vein they have where, yeah whereas like i honestly don't really listen to youtube yeah, me neither but me neither I, I just know the the guitar delay the pattern edge. that they use the edge what a weird name um <laughs> but yeah Imagine like Animal Collective playing there. Yeah, they should. That would be insane. And and like the the video shit that capabilities mixed with the with the sound. Animal Collective uh, released a new album recently. I think you were telling me about that. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Man, yeah. imagine just working in like that venue and be able to like put on whatever and play whatever because it has. If I remember from like a coworker telling me, it has like a crazy stereophonic. Uh, Atmos setup with the speakers. Mm. So what it's in whatever position you're standing, you'll hear it, and it'll. And I, I think with the human mind, with what you're hearing, and then what you're seeing and feeling, will really trip you out. There's this post from like someone that works in this Facebook group for like uh, audiovisual designers and stuff like that that I'm a part of. He's explaining how like being in the sphere, there's easy ways that the people that work there can make you get vertigo. But basically, they don't want you to have vertigo, but they want yeah. you to have like almost the experience of having, having vertigo. But he's just telling you, if you ever feel like uh, motion sickness, just look at your feet while you're climbing up the stairs and get to your seat. Once you get to your seat, 
you're fine. You can breathe. You can look up. But if you start like feeling woozy, sit back down and just look at your feet because your feet will remind you just by looking in sight. I go, you are, I'm, I'm in, I'm in one place. You're, yeah. one, you're not moving. Yeah. But yeah. once you look up, it's just like, dude, yeah, your brain just can't like comprehend what's going on. And it's very, very cool and kind of crazy. I want to go back again just to get tickets to go to something like that i'd go to anybody who was you know? playing there yeah i don't care if it's freaking kelly clarkson I'll it should be um, it should be animal collective that would be i don't know what it would cost for them to do that but i think it should be something like pushing the boundary a little bit you know? yeah pushing Going. the boundary a uh, big audiovisual experience absolutely but actually the the outdoor what looks like a video. I, I've shown you like some videos of it. It looks like a weird marble mm-hmm. at night. They'll do like crazy. Uh, they put, they, they'll put like images on it. And they'll put like a basketball or like the, the moon. Oh yeah. It, it's insane. That's so cool. If you look, if you walk up close to it, it's actually led lights. So it's not a, a screen. It's not a board. Yeah. 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 No, it's just a bunch of led lights. Mm-hmm. Like boop, 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 boop. how spaced apart are they? I don't remember, but there has to have been like a calculation. You know how like uh, pixels on like a screen, the distance between that, the R, G, and the B, to actually be like in human proportion. Oh, stand this far away and it starts to look like a whole picture. Yeah. You don't see what's behind it. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. They do that with uh, drones. Have you seen those like yeah, the, drone the configurations where they make like trapezoids in the sky and like ripples of light go through them and that's all like programmed yeah way way before yeah dude it's just crazy like humans are able to do something really like insane like that and Mm -hmm. you know like yeah there's the coliseum and then there's the pyramids but then then you have like things like this yeah i mean it's just the next level you know, it is because because the Coliseum is still impressive that a bunch of people that were like shit, still up shitting in the streets or were like <laughs> making stuff like that. You know, like that's it's still incredible. I, I long to go to like Italy and see. It's just in, it's it's interesting that there's like you can go places to see the advancement of technology, and you can go to places and see like where we came from and how impressive that is. Yeah. Still, like Stonehenge or. The pyramids. I'd, I'd love to go see the pyramids. When you went to uh, visit your friend Phil, what uh, city or town were you guys at? Were you like far away from the main? Yeah, it was. City? It was outside of the main city in a more like uh, small town setting. But he moved even further into the desert now, and I'm gonna go back and visit him soon. Um, we actually didn't go to the Strip at all or into Las Vegas at all because I, I wasn't really trying to press press him to do it because as you said like it's not my bag of treats you know i'm not trying to go down there and get get fucking wasted and huff cigarettes in casinos not that there's anything wrong with that. you can get escorts to your room (laughs) that is there's something so wrong about that but like it's literally like what the billboard on a truck was saying, like escorts to you.com. <laughs> God, I would go there to see a boxing match though, because they have the MGM grand. Um, they do have that. And they also have the UFC over at the T-Mobile oh, arena. True, true, true. Yeah, dude. Like I would, I would, I would go into the city for those kind of events, 
But just to go on like a Friday night, that seems like you're just asking to get stabbed or shot or here's like a good question thrown up on. Uh, here's like a good, uh, I guess, uh, not ethical question, but sort of like an idea. So after seeing all that stuff, I realize, and especially knowing like the accolades that the city of Vegas has currently, like they're going to be building a baseball field there eventually. What? So they're trying to get all the sports huddled up. Yeah, they they bought the Raiders, didn't they? They bought the, they have the they, there was team. actually a game going on during that time. <laughs> wow, Vegas Raiders. It's just like oh wow, and their hockey team currently has the Stanley Cup. It's just like they live in the damn desert. It's very yeah, it's very insane. So I was thinking like this is a good place if you work in the line of field of like IT and like audiovisual, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the field that I'm in currently. But just seeing like the opportunity is definitely like really high over there. Absolutely. But just knowing that it's like your efforts are going to, I don't know, a Celine Dion poster that switches every 30 seconds and then it's just like come to this casino and see Barry Manilow live. And it's like, this is the efforts are just going to this. There's entertainment for sure. A a waste aspect to it. Like Like it's, it's it's there for it, but it's just like, it it just kind of feels like that's only what it's going for. It's not going to any bigger stuff. What what is big, what is bigger stuff in your opinion then? So again, I don't think there was a lot of music venues that were just for small artists. Oh yeah, no I can way. be wrong. Someone that's listening from there can tell me and let let us know. But I asked a local, even the Uber driver, and he was just telling me, "Oh, there's just the casinos, and they have a venue for music." But it's like those are big names. Like, what and, about for like? And they're usually doing residencies. Locals, that last, yeah. Like, that last like weeks months months even yeah. carrot top for like lady, half a year lady gaga tony bennett before he passed they did like a duo residency yeah they just had a spot comedians go over there yvonne's going there yeah dude i mean you get it, it's it's awesome because it takes it almost takes the star power away from big stars to where like yeah there's this dedicated small theater inside this casino that you're going to see this person but you're in Vegas and you know, this is a big ass pond and you may be a girthy fish, but you're not like the big, great white, you know? No, but yeah, it does drive a moat between the haves and the have nots. Like there is no local scene. Like you were saying, Phil might actually be able to know. This is the third time we've shouted him out on the podcast, but he, I believe grew up in Nevada. So he, and he was in many, many bands like uh, playing drummer as a drummer in, in hardcore bands and there ain't no damn hardcore bands on the strip unfortunately yeah I, I, there should be but um yeah there were places he played i think it might might have been house shows or venues that were um adjacent to the actual las vegas strip but yeah if they wanted to kind of get in on some like tiny desk mm. uh style things where they could like fly out up and coming acts that could be another like source of revenue or at least a uh, a stepping stone on the resume of that artist to where they can be like, oh, you like uh, you like uh, cash money gummy bear. That dude played here like five years before he got famous. Cash money gummy bear. You know, the new EP. Yeah, <laughs> new EP, bro. Stay gummy. But um, Th- that's what's pretty cool, though, is because 
going to like the further cities and seeing how people's lives are a little bit from just doing a pit stop it was really cool like i would consider that as like a possibility for as like, like moving there like a place like somewhere like far obviously from the, the city but like uh utah was pretty nice yeah it, it wasn't beautiful. it wasn't all like just desert and like shrubs it was actually like some trees and like some forestry. Mm-hmm. It was still like really like separated. I forgot yeah. what cities they were, but there were small towns. People were just doing their thing. There was like a gas station, blah, 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 and that's it. Yeah. But it just kind of felt like really, okay, it's calm and you have a nice view outside. And Mormon people are extraordinarily nice. Yeah. They're, they're not that, they're not a pain. They're not a pain at all, dude. Um, yeah. I, I've only seen pictures and video of like Utah and Idaho, but that is like seriously beautiful country. Like it is. that that's a place that's a place to retire if you really wanted to. Yeah. You know? Um it's a good place to catch the, the sunset. Mm-hmm. It's like you almost forget about a beach. Yeah. But I, but I, I still prefer water. Yeah. Honestly. Um, people and people clamor. I mean, you got lakes over there, but people clamor. It's crazy the things that we take for granted as Floridians. How that, many lakes, though? I don't know. Probably not many and probably not any big ones. Because Lake Mead, uh, which is in that Boulder City area, has some really nice houses like on a hillside that you can overlook the city, mm. which is pretty cool. But it's a man made lake. And the, these big places get their water basically from the river. Mm. So if there is, if shit goes down like with that drought. river, yeah, or there's no rain for a while, like everyone's cutting it back, yeah, cutting it back on watering your yeah. house plants or whatever. You I think showering to the. Today. It kind of is like your trade off. It seems I don't know how big of a problem it can be, but I'm sure Phil. Probably knows a lot more. No, for sure. It was just interesting to, to, to hear that fact. You know what's beautiful out there is uh, Lake Tahoe. That's a, again, shout out Godfather Part 2, but that's a dream My friend went there. To go. Oh, man. Lake Tahoe. I, w- I would get the smallest, cheapest property on Lake Tahoe if I could afford it, but that is still very expensive. It's a good middle in, like, geography-wise that... You'd want to like be there. Yeah, exactly. it wasn't too cold at night, but it felt really nice, and it wasn't too fucking hot. Yeah, the heat is different over there, dude. It's like uh, it feels like you're under some sort of uh, broiler mechanism in an oven, as opposed to just like the heat being like um, you're being cushioned by moisture in a sense here, I guess, yeah. and humidity. Whereas there, it's just like somebody is blasting a hair dryer on the top of your head. I think. It was like 4% or less than 14% humidity. So I really, I have a crazy breathing problem with my nose Mm -hmm. that I get stuffed up. But when I went over there, I noticed my eyes were a little bit itchier and I couldn't breathe through my nose super well. Yeah. Do you buy any chapstick? Because that's what I I I had to to get chapstick. I had to buy a lot of chapstick when I was over there. Yeah, man. I was just like a, a, a dry thumb. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's uh, insane to see how different demographics or, or how on one continent that is like North America, you can experience so many different climates. Yeah. It's insane. Like, you know, you go um, up north, northeast to like Maine mm. and 
it gets or, or like a like a Rochester, New York, yeah. um, Buffalo, New York, Appalachian area. It always is like negative twenty, even in like the summer there. And it's to me, it's like, how do you guys live? If you see the maps of the temps, it's always like because of the jet stream, it's always like a big U, and like everything up here gets the the cold front mm-hmm. at least. But then just down here below that Sun Belt area, it's just like. Yeah, I mean we're close Crazy. to the we're close to the equator. Yeah. We're very close to the equator, but it, I would love to live in a climate like California because even when we went to Joshua Tree, it was smooth sailing. Like the the heat was hot, but it was like the breeze was still there, and yeah. shade was actual shade. Like shade felt cool, you know. It's so interesting. It's it's like the the middle of winter here over there, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't, you've went to Portland before, Yeah, right? I went, I went there twice. Yeah, I remember, like, you went a long time ago with Levi. Yeah, that was, that was my first big boy trip with, uh, with Levi. And that's back before it got scary, because I probably wouldn't <laughs> go there now. Because, uh, I went, I went once w- before I went with Levi with my parents to film a commercial, because we won, like, a survey Oh shit! Um, for GameFly, remember that service? Yeah, GameFly to your door. Yeah, your boy was on GameFly. Boy was flying, and yeah, (laughs) I was flying. And my mom would fill out these surveys, I guess, in the email, and they were like, "Hey, thanks for filling out the surveys. You want to be in a commercial?" And so they flew us out there and set us up in a hotel, and uh, (laughs) it was. That was my first, because I was like, what the fuck is Oregon? I don't even know what that is. That's so awesome. Like, all expenses paid. Yeah, basically. And uh, we got there, and super rainy, pretty cold. But, again, like, it's a humidity there, but, again, you're so far away from the equator that, like, there's still breeze, and the cold isn't, like, necessarily too cold. It could be 50 degrees, and it doesn't feel too bad, Mm -hmm. you know? So the, the the only downer was that there was no sun beside uh, aside from the second time that I went there with Levi there was one day when the sun was out like in a blue sky with some minimal clouds and everybody was losing their mind all the locals were like oh my god do you see the sun is out right now and <laughs> and me and Levi are like oh yeah that's that's pretty cool We're but used to it. yeah but it makes sense because 98 percent of the year there's no sun there and it just looks like a twilight movie the entire time silent hills silent hill for sure silent hill vibes um <laughs> and when me and levi went there the homeless situation was yeah, it was it was not too bad, but Levi went back recently on tour with the Reese brothers. Uh-oh. And he said he saw a lady with like both of her legs tied off. Um just like she, she like hissed at a car and and spit on a car or something. I don't know, we'd have to have Levi on to give you the full details, but it looked like some Silent Hill shit, like some Walking Dead. Um but the but the zombie virus is heroin as opposed to any sort of genetic yeah RNA thing. It's just straight up black tar heroin that people were chuffing down there. But bless their hearts, I hope they find peace and some some, you know, uh a better way to live. It's just it, it's a little too anarchic mm. up, up there at this point. Same thing with California too. Like 
you you express some sort of hesitance to go to LA. Um, I'm down. I mean, I would check it out for sure, but I don't know. I just feel like I would get that same feeling where it's like, you are not as, I guess, speaking to the ego, you are not as like important as you are because there's other important people here. Very. But yet it just feels maybe like you'd be so far away from getting anywhere. But there is like, I spoke to friends that have been to LA to work on music. There was 100% collaborations going every minute across the board over there. Absolutely. And I bet people are a lot more savvy as to like the contractual end of things and how, how yeah. the business works. Like if you made a collaboration because you made friends with Frank Ocean at a farmer's market and you went back to your home studio and cooked up a track with him, he'd probably be like, oh, well, uh, we're going to do a 25-75 split of the proceeds and stuff. Like I definitely, I would like to check it out. I'd like to see how that, that half of life lives because – you do get the feeling of like, man, I am not as significant as I think I am in my head. But then you also get the feeling of like, all these other people aren't either. Like yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. shits in a toilet. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> we're, we're sharing the same sewer system. We're, we're sharing the same sewer system. So I basically know him, you know. It's uh, it, it, it's, it's all going up there, mm-hmm. really. Because like I, like I was mentioning that city of Vegas is trying to get more on the map with sporting events, UFC. Dana White is living in the city in some ways, and I'm sure Tyson visits often. It is just so much of that that I'm surprised I haven't ran into like a YouTuber or someone just like with a camera. Like, yeah, if you hung Whoa! around, if you hung around there enough, you probably would. Like, you'd probably see Mr. Beast or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's insane. It's incredible the the amount of influence we have, like culturally and, and attention wise here. We have a lot of say into things that we want built in Tampa or St. Pete, especially if you go to like really smaller parts like Plant City or Lakeland. St. Augustine too. They have a lot of restrictions there's, as to. There's a lot of say to things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over in big places there it seems like there isn't a lot of say obviously it's all like um privately owned native land they can do what they want with it but it just seemed like when we were there the last day i was noticing they're gonna have um formula one racing this is their first time actually whereas in saint pete we they have the the grand prix but apparently it's different uh, yeah, it's <laughs> my mistake. But millions of dollars, millions fl- of dollars fl- flying around a track everywhere. I I was just so curious, like how does the funding work for this stuff? Because it feels like you tune in the you tune into like the local news stations here, and you just hear about like a city council meeting, like oh let's say no to this bus stop. Yeah, and in the end, you're fucking up a lot of other working class people that are having to like rely on the public transit mm. while over there it just seems like things are just happening but it's like do, do people know like what what they're saying yes to or is there a yes it just happens yeah i guess the that like over here it's a lot more residentially focused as opposed to in like las vegas especially around the strip like are were there houses there's in las vegas it seems like the rest of it is just houses really yeah but like the strip area, there's no like living place where you could rent. 
right? No, no, unless you want to live in hotels for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. We didn't we didn't get to check out um, Fremont Street. I, I regret that. Fremont's the original strip that mm-hmm. has like the overhang that has like the lights. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. yeah your um, fear and loathing moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be over there. <laughs> fear and loathing in Las Vegas, man. But like, like yeah, man, if, if, if life was like a Hunter S. Thompson book, it's like, there you go. All you need is some mescaline. Yeah, and what other, whatever other fucking cocktail that dude put in his body. I tried to read the book, and I, I just gave up a little bit <laughs> through it. And I haven't watched the movie, but I've seen clips of it. And uh, I feel like being that high in a in a place like Las Vegas, unless I had like the freedom that I feel a writer probably has, I would I would I would be freaked the. The, the heck out i would just be <laughs> i would just be troubled by all the activity going on because it's like i feel dirty yeah i feel i can i can feel the spiritual illness in this place <laughs> <laughs> not not putting myself on like a, a pedestal but even so it's like that that is a place dedicated to excess and uh the top the top of the heap uh, spend, spend it like you ain't gonna live to see tomorrow. Sort of, sort of living, you know. And you get into that Uber, and then it's whatever. What happens in yeah. Vegas stays in Vegas, you know. Hey, man, it's better than driving drunk. I'd say. No, for sure, for sure. Um, but I'm glad you had a good time, dude. Thank you, man. I'm glad you had a a wonderful outing over there. Yes, certainly did. I have a lot of photos. I'll show you. I'll make yeah. sure to post them up. Um. If you guys are not following the Blank Sutra, what are you doing? Please follow the Blank Sutra. And follow us as well. Our um, socials are in every description of each episode. Mm-hmm. But we'll say them at the end. Um, did you have some notes or something? No, I have notes. No, I mean, that covered the, the trip. Um, I do want to ask you, Cameron. How has the you you played at the Far Forest recently? Oh yeah, or a couple of days ago. Since this episode is coming out a, a little bit later than usual, yeah. And uh, did that um, vibes of the bay? Uh, tell me a little bit about that one, because if some of y'all don't know, I also do sound at the Far Forest. Please check that lovely place out. Really, nice. we'll have a video out soon. There's already one with uh, Christopher James Very nice. coming out as well as his episode. Um, but you were with Bishop. Mm-hmm. That was pretty nice. I did hear some funny shit about the vibes of the Bay, how you had to run. You, you, you can explain to me, but cause you had to also play with perception. Yeah, bro. That shit was, uh, very embarrassing and ridiculous, oh. uh, but no, it's okay. It was a, it was a character building moment. Uh, so the far forest gig was pretty nice, you know, played with, um, Bishop, of course, myself, uh, our friend Will on drums, and Ruben Rugod on the bass. That dude is insanium in the cranium. And his young friend Nick Peters playing oh, yeah. uh, on keys. And that dude is a uh, the reincarnation of Bill Evans. If I've ever, if I ever laid my eyes on one, that dude can play his ass off. And we... I feel like we did pretty well. There was a lot of communication because we only had two rehearsals beforehand. Um, There was a little bit of weird communication in the beginning because I thought you guys were headlining 
or playing oh, second. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm I don't care, but I know you guys had to go you had to go to work yeah, and yeah. Ruben had to go to another gig with yeah. Nick. So I was like, that's fine. Yeah. I, I think it was, it was great. It was beneficial for all parties involved that we had to kind of leave out of there because I didn't want Nick and Ruben to lose out on a gig that paid him money. And, uh, I did have to go back to work, but that was great. I always loved playing there. Um, I'm going to go back there pretty soon and buy a bunch of books cause I already bought one from there. But the crowd is also very, very kind and um, benevolent there. There is no uh, heckling or shouting out. I think people kind of pick up on the vibe there. Yeah. And so I look forward to playing there again because I just I, I think so highly of that place and Kelly Inns does such a great job. Um, but yeah, the vibes of the Bay Show was... Um, pretty pretty good the the festival itself was very well put together given the circumstances of what the uh operators had to deal with i saw the owner of crowbar running around uh like a chicken with his head cut off god bless his heart he's a very nice man yeah um, they've kept that place running through mm. through all this crazy pandemic and everything else man yeah dude and i've seen plenty of great shows there too um th when we got there uh, me and Levi, the place was at capacity, like, packed. I think Siobhan was playing, and mm. she just had the crowd in the palm of her hand. It was it was incredible to witness, because I, I don't think I've ever witnessed a show that, like, live and bump in there. And, like, her <laughs> musicians were incredible, and we, we loaded in our gear, and I got to look at the second stage, and the second stage was very small. I think they had, it was like an A and B stage, the outside stage being the B stage. For smaller acts, you know, we... It's went, like a tent. Yeah, it's a, it's a tent. We went on after a DJ who was spinning some sick-ass, like, Afro-beaten house mix sort of, sort of stuff. There was an artist there who was dressed up like some sort of jester um, uh, goblin thing that and 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 she was painting her heart out making some really cool art and um we i had my gear off to the side ready to go but i didn't notice until the day of that perception the rapper who I was playing guitar for was right after bishop and there is very very little changeover i think they start music on a stage 10 minutes before the end of the B stage. Like they start like 10 minutes before I would imagine. Cause that's what it felt like uh, unless we went way long, but I played with Bishop and, and the vibe was electric. There were people, those people could probably smell my cologne. They were so close to the stage and they were all sardined back there. And it was, uh, and he had him again, Bishop had him in the palm of his hand and the boy can sing his ass off. And we were really hitting all the marks, but, <laughs> like halfway through the set i looked to the back like kind of to the back gate and the i'm i guess one of the operators a lady is like whenever you're ready you can just come back here to get you on the a stage and i'm like okay cool cool and I'm like i'm playing through play like two more songs and she's still back there and like looking like and, I, and i'm like all right should i like pack up now and she's like no and we play one more song, and then the main operator dude comes to the back, and he's like, 
Cameron, we gotta go <laughs> like over the music. And the sound guy, Nick, was also like, uh, Cameron, I think you're needed on the main stage. And I'm like, damn it. And so at the beginning of the last song, Parachute, the song that everybody knows, <laughs> the viral hit that is Parachute, I have to like get off the stage put my pedal in my in, in my bag, wrap up all the cables, turn off my amp, unplug it. Thankfully, Levi comes up and helps me out a little bit. Um, but then I rush over to the A stage just in time to play with Perception, set up all my shit. And that went fine. Um, I believe I could have played better than I did, but I just was sort of flustered by the whole situation and people staring uh, laser beams into my soul when I was leaving during the last song of the set. Did you get at least like VIP escort to like, all right, move out of the way? Uh, no. No? Ah. I, I just kind of had my gear in my hands and I was like, excuse me, thank you. Excuse me, thank you. Excuse me. Excuse me just one second. Excuse me. And, you know, it was... Um, it was a weird situation, but I just know now that I will never do anything like that again. If I, I won't play in two bands that are back-to-back at a festival ever again because that was just a little too, a little too much. Um, but all in all, it was a growing experience, a learning experience, as we encourage here on the Blank Suture podcast. Dude, that lineup was stacked. Very, very good. I feel bad I couldn't make it. I was just working no, it's all that good, afternoon. Man. It's all good, dude. Like it was uh it was really good. That they, they knew they know how to put on a show I Crowbar. And uh Damon Doggerty was doing sound. No way. Legit. For the main? For the main. What? Yeah. I saw him and I was like, Yeah, what's up, Damon? And he's like, Oh shit. And he like talked for a second. <laughs> he's so cool. I love that guy. Um but yeah, um all in all, it was good. Packed up, went home, and um, I got some shows coming up with Jordan Esker uh, in Sarasota and Tampa, I believe. So I'm actually like, this past like six or seven months is the most I've played music uh, live in a good couple years. And I'm open to it. You know, I've always, I've felt recently that I was in the philosophy of like, I don't like playing music. I don't like playing live music that much. Just, I don't know. I like being in the studio more and creating stuff there. But when it's good, it's really good. And it's it's worth it. And it, I, I guess I'd just been far away from experiencing the electricity of the communal, um, the, the communal transaction between an audience and the artist. Yeah. And not in a way that's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, but in a way that's like, I'm trying to be of service to these people. I'm trying to make them dance. I'm trying to make them feel good. At least that's what I try and tell myself when I go up on stage playing a, like a, a a bit part in somebody's band. Like, I'm just here to facilitate the vibe. I'm not here to glorify myself because if it was about glorifying myself, I, I don't really, I would not enjoy that. Yeah. So. It's like you said, like a transaction. Yeah, it's it's supposed. I feel like it's supposed to be that way. We feed. We it, feed. It's off great each other. when it works out. Yeah, and, definitely. And it has been working out. I'll be honest. Like these, the, especially these groups I'm playing in. It's like, oh no, no, no. This is enjoyable. I, I actually, I actually do enjoy this. I had a some sort of skewed and warped misconception about what playing live was. Do you ever think about 
when there's days when it doesn't work out in your favor, like you still do the gig, but there's just like, I guess Vibes of the Bay, like you were saying is an example, but I'm thinking like to the extreme, like your shit gets wet or just like some kind of weird shit goes on with power. At least you're walking away in one piece, but maybe not so much your gear, just something just gets yeah. fucked up at the end. The, yeah. I'm just asking as a friend, is there, there is still love for it, I'm sure, but it's just very in a different rate versus like, oh, everything went super well. Crowds digging. I feel like with every instance in life, you if you dig deep enough into like the bedrock of the situation you're in, you can find some positive spin. Like mm-hmm. that situation was like, I was called out by name by the sound guy and the event <laughs> operator to quit playing music in the band that I was supposed to play and to go play music in another band. And, uh, I, I, I didn't like that, but I was also, again, it's how you spin it. It's how you view it in the mindset of like, oh, well, I'm, these two different artists like me enough to have me in their bands. Yeah. And that is, that's a great, great opportunity that I am so, I have such gratitude for. So like being a little embarrassed and I'm, I'm sort of not prone. I'm, I'm sort of impervious to embarrassment at this point in my life. But that was definitely the upper limits. Um, it's definitely a blessing. It was, it was, and it is a blessing. Definitely, to is a be blessing. in two bands. They both want you in, and they're both bands that are also, inc- you know, featured with incredible artists. To also be part of the same lineup mm-hmm. as everything else. No, it it may have drove driven my stock up in people's eyes, but uh, a lot of them I didn't even know. So, um, bless, bless everybody who was there, and uh, yeah. I think more like I I was I was in musical situations where I wasn't feeling good about the music and playing it and that's what sort of soured my outlook on playing and that's what made me question that love you were talking about mm. for it but at this point now like I love the music I play I love, I love the people that I play with and those are like the most in, those those are mo- the most important thing and I would say even more so loving the people you play with is more important than even loving the music. Cause you could be playing some really like phoning it in simple stuff. But if you value everybody you're in the group with and you want to see them win, it, it almost transcends your feelings about the music. Yeah. And that's what kind of it should. And it, it makes should. me want to play my music live. Like it makes me want to have a band set up somehow and like play at far forest sometime in the future. Like that'd be really cool do some like really psychedelic trippy stuff but yeah some some kind of like crazy I, I would like to see like some stuff more with like a visual yeah backed into it like have a projector or light or something like that yeah i know some people who do projection art and that'd be cool too that'd be really fun to implement into the music um yeah dude the new the, I, i'm gonna bring it up again because it just made me think of it for some reason but the new Animal Collective album is pretty damn good. It's not like a sung tongs good, but it's good, dude. And they played a lot of it, a lot of the new material at the Janus gig that I went to go see them at mm. like last year. And their audio visual shit was top tier. And the, I just, I listening to their music, it makes, it's like, I know it's some, some sort of modular synthesis and some 
classic synthesis, you know, like a Moog and stuff like that. And you're messing with presets. They even say they mess with presets. But like, how do you get it to sound like that? All kind of weird shit. All kind of weird shit. And it's like, dude, how do you even, does that start, does it sound like that in your head when you go to make it? Or does it turn into that? Like, I don't know. They're, they're just, they blow me away, not because of like, look at how hard these guys shred, but more in like, look what these, this one of a kind thing these guys created, you know? Yeah. And the, the new album definitely does that. There's like a 22 minute song on the new album too, which is pretty sick. You know, it's really, uh, 22. it's really vibey. Um, but yeah, I, uh, all in all, going back to the original question, I enjoyed myself for the recent shows that I've played and I look forward to playing some more shows. Have you enjoyed yourself doing sound? Definitely at, at, uh, not only Sparkman's, but Far Forest and wherever you are in high demand. I think I'll be at Shuffle next month. Doing sound? Yeah. Thank God. I need, be- I need to speak, uh, with, uh. Some, I was going to say just some people just to figure out some things, but yeah. Yeah, because you need to go there. They need, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not pointing anybody out, but they need you. They need you. Because the last few outings I've had there, sound-wise, not the best. But you. I'll open pe- I'll open the consultation part of uh, Carlos. Um, yeah if i need to absolutely it's fine with me i i think you just generally generally know how th- how signal flow works so there will not be any issues but so that's kind of like where my question led to uh we'll talk we'll touch on this before we wrap up but it's kind of like about the whole thing about the love and like why you why you do it so it's almost like comparable to like being a chef and cooking really good food. Yeah. But you are also the dishwasher. <laughs> so not only are you making, not only do you have free range to, I guess, uh, you know, put things to an ensemble mm-hmm. of musicians. They're doing, you know, God's greatest gift. But I am just here to help out and, you know, facilitate the vibe for everything that's to come, especially in post as we're recording. But... Someone does have to put shit away, yeah. and that still is me currently. That's humbling. I I would like to get help eventually once the ball rolls a little bit more to like more live events. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, that is that is kind of like where I feel it a little bit. Where it's like, damn, like I, have to, I wish I had some assistance. Not just that, but packing up my car, having to True. grab stuff all the time. True, but there is a freedom to it where it's like, this is all mine. Like I can set this up any I, way I want. I don't have to like put necessarily like the worth is to somebody else. Like intuitively, this is something that I have culminated and have started and it's, you know, it's going in its direction. I'm the sound man. I am letting it go in its direction and how it works. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've had shitty days before, but I think that's again, where that really tight love for something is where it's like, you don't care if damn, like it rained out half of my stuff is wet. Yeah. I might have to like look into making some repairs. There is still something of interest. And this is going for anybody else that's out there. That's thinking about like, do I really like doing this? Do I enjoy the pain out of, I don't know, doing spray painting art or, you know, making your own stuff, putting it on Etsy. 
there is definitely like a pain there's a labor part to of it. it a labor to it yeah but once you pass and look past that then yeah you are definitely in love with with doing it yeah and it doesn't matter it's a part of the contract it's it's in the fine print of the contractual obligation you spiritually made with the art form yeah it's like it's like a thing that an old boss of mine's probably told me or i think in in mira where it's like a bad day in the studio is uh, is better than a bad day at in, at the office or something like that. Is better than a good day at the office. I think that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd rather be uh, wrapping cables than digging ditches. Yeah, that's hundred percent facts right there. Better than being in a meat processing plant. Yeah, or like a sheet metal factory. You know, getting all sorts of cancerous shit in your. Losing my fingers, losing your fingers, yeah, absolutely, and and no art in a in a two mile radius. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I've I've the blue collar jobs. We've all found ourselves through the blue collar job. Yeah, we've. I've found what I like. Yeah, I've found what I'll tolerate. You know, Uh, and it's uh, it's just a blessing to have the gifts that we have, and it's a blessing. All those people who, who share similar gifts to us, whether it's audio, visual, um, literary, you name it, any art form, interpretive dance, all that stuff. We love it because, um, you know, it's your way to uh, connect with anybody who happens to see it or hear it. It's it's you kind of just shouting into the universe. Universe what? The universe. The universe. It's you shouting into the universe exactly what you are, and um, the deepest parts of you. And I I just seeing it from that perspective, it makes me okay with putting up with my gear getting rained on and uh, the sound guy being a douchebag sometimes. You know, not you, Carlos. You're, you're never <laughs> you're never rough. You know, but you think it's time to pull the uh, train back into the station here, Carlos? I knew you'd say that. I need to think of another uh, funny limerick. Yeah, I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think mine's was like, I think we've reached the legal limit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, um, what do we have next to, I guess, openly share? I know. So real quick, the website, I got it hammered down. Um, I'm going to do a little bit more Photoshop editing with uh, some of the photos that we got from from Devin, but mm-hmm. it looks really great. Um, yeah, guys, uh, you know, prepare to see more. Uh, we're talking about, like, YouTube, and just before we started this, about, you know, putting that investment also on video equipment and just getting a, you know, better understanding on how we can make it more streamlined, because it's right now, it's just the two of us here sitting, you know, here in this little space, but... Eventually, we're going to be reaching that milestone. And you only lose if you quit, you know? You only you only uh, miss the mark if you never take a shot, and we will continue to take this extended, long, and precise shot, again, from the concrete to the executive suite, because, you know, I feel like we can, we, we can add some value to people's lives, and, and through, again, this expression that we are uh, trying to share with everybody. Yeah. And the great conversations we've had with the guests we've had so far, I just want to keep expanding on that. Have have old guests back, get some new faces in here and you know, be the uh the finger on the pulse of the Tampa Bay music scene. I feel and 
spiritual scene too you know um yeah i want to bring back some spiritual stuff for the next few podcasts like florida read some crazy book florida yeah read some crazy books and do a little uh you know essay on here about it you know i've been reading how to make how to win friends and influence people i saw that it's a great book uh recommend it to everybody maybe we'll cover that next time but um carlos would you do the honors uh final words of the night yeah give us a blessing carlos (laughs) (laughs) uh if you want the best skincare treatment is not to use alcohol-based products on your skin and don't use soap that dries up your pores um yep just stick to coconut oil respect i want to get some oil-based colognes i have alcohol-based one and uh yeah don't wear cologne just get theramones you know just go go scientific put some theramones on you i guess i think that works the other way around i don't know i don't know uh i think (laughs) i thought pheromones were like a myth or something but thank you for that for that blessing no alcohol-based products and mass-produced soaps that they probably doused a a a golden retriever with and kicked you know animal testing like here drink this and it's and it's suave shampoo Uh, you know man i don't know why i'm feeling i'm so dark on this episode i've been i've been taking it into the to the the dark realm this whole time yeah i'm not i'm i am not unhappy or sad at all in this moment i guess that's just where my mind naturally goes but yes thank you for the blessing um to all the lovely people out there there are great things to come continued with this blank suture podcast we thank you for your love and support and we wish you all a fantastic evening from me cameron dorsey and my illustrious co-host carlos reyes we hope you have a lovely night good night <laughs>